Happy uh, Tuesday on a Super Tuesday edition. I'm so excited to be bringing you uh, my side of the Dan and Josh show. You guys know I love sports. I love it. But there's that one A, how much I love music, and one B is probably sports. So Dan couldn't make it, sends his love. Um, Dan will be back next week. But guys, there's times when when Dan and I set out to do this show, we had a list of bucket list items, right? We talked about our buddies from POD, um, getting to work with Corey from Cedar and Joey from Disciple. And there's a gentleman I've been following for a very long time. Even the name of the band, when they look at Gemini Syndrome and what these guys do, there's this, this positive, real-life hope, bring-it-together type thing. All of their lyrics, it's hard-hitting. There's a great, just it'll pound you um, with the rock rhythms and the drummer's amazing. The lyricist has got this voice of an angel, but also at the same time does this just this hope mixed with real life it's it's the most uh, polarizing but also beautiful symphonic thing i've ever heard so if you guys haven't been jamming to it like i have for all these years make sure you check out gemini syndrome they've had a couple of full-length studio albums and just just rocking your face off but also some of the most melodic stuff i've ever heard so before i get too fanboyed out i'm gonna get into it before i lose my cool and bring on the one only mr aaron nordstrom aaron how you doing my friend doing great man after an introduction like that how could i be doing bad it's all it's all true man like i said i picked up on you guys in lux man and it's funny because you never want to be that guy that, that the, the fans you know we all have those things well it's like this or like that i can honestly say there really is nobody like you guys you have this hard-hitting riffs maybe a little bit of like five finger maybe a tiny bit but not really but your voice and your lyrical style there's nobody on the map like you guys right now man so kudos to you yeah. I, pre I appreciate that man to me that's the biggest compliment i could get right i i've been compared compared to some of my heroes over the years. And, and I take those as high compliments too, especially when it's like somebody who actually inspired me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I find that I'm in their peer group and they're like, you sound like this guy. I'm like, wow, that's great. Uh, but to hear that we don't sound like anybody is really, isn't that the, isn't that the end game of an artist yeah. is, to, is to be unique, right? I don't want to, I'm not, I, I strive to be inspired by the people that came before me, but not to, uh, uh, you know, copy them. I try right. to create my own thing with their influence, you know, in my awareness, I don't try to, de to deny the places I came from either. And there's right. some clear, obvious influences, I think on my, my creativity, but at the end of the I day, love I it. want it to be my expression, right? It has to be for me. So the, the closest thing, and again, it's still like the closest thing I could say is if, is if tool went metal like that's yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. i can't even I, even that i wouldn't even say but like a little bit like the style the lyrical style i'll, I'll save some of that for the later questions but like sure, man sure. i just i had to I had to break in speaking of which man obviously before lux and i know with, with you have multiple products you've worked with love what you're doing gemini but every artist man even before the the world hears maybe some of your premiere songs whether you look at obviously sorry not sorry which is my favorite or stardust going back before the gemini days there's got to be some like maybe some demos you wrote or some like garage band stuff when did you get the itch to do this in your life oh, you know yeah i mean so i started playing music way young my mom is a singer i was exposed to her singing all the time uh and that i was singing at the age of two uh, in the car with her uh, and then i was taking piano by the age of three or so and I was really, really, really into music uh, my whole life. And I found guitar and drums and rock music when I was about 11 or so. 
Uh, but I started, I remember writing music, I mean, young, like like eight, nine, like coming up with stuff on piano that I would just improvise. And that's most of my my time spent playing piano now is doing exactly that. I don't really learn classical pieces anymore or anything like that. I like to just kind of uh, use it as a playground to flex whatever I'm working on mm -hmm. music-wise and then try to apply that to an improv sense. So I started writing at a very young age. I think I had my first rock. Well, I had, I know I had my first rock show when I was 14. Uh, my first original band, uh, we played, you know, a, I mean, we had a whole, I think I was doing my first demo tapes when I was around that age, you know, 13, 14, 15. And I wow. did rock, rock band stuff. I had, my first band was called Twisted Fate. Okay. Okay. Very uh, angsty. I like it. Yeah. yeah well, I was a very angsty, depressed, <laughs> depressed kid in my teens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I had, you know, I, I had like a, a short stint with a black metal project in my teens called Insanguined. I was in a band called Dominion outside in Chicago in the late 90s. Uh, okay. We had a band called Synapse in LA that was uh, a couple of guys who've, the guy that was in OTEP with me is the drummer, Brian Wolf, and yeah. a guy named Kyle Mayer who went on to play for like 10 years and plays in uh, September morning now. But we moved out to LA as, as you know, young bucks, as 20, 21 year old kids to go to music school and try to make it in Hollywood. And so that band happened. And then after that, I was in a band called The Changing with a few guys in Hollywood. And then I was in OTEP for a couple of years. I got that was yeah. my first pro gig. And then after that, I had a band called The Nome in Chicago with Brian Wolf. Uh, it was really just me and him and this guy, Mike, that we were friends with out there. Had a three, little three piece. And then I, that was my time until the Gemini thing manifested in reality. So you could kind of do, a, if you if you really think back, what you could do is festival of just your your bands. Like a <laughs> festival, Aaron Nordstrom Festival, man. Ota, you know, you know what's, Gemini, you know what's, what's funny about it is they would all they would all probably work, but they would all be pr pretty different enough, yeah. I think, to to stand to stand together, right? Like Synapse was a very like proggy, influenced by like things like like black metal on one hand but then you know meshuggah-ish kind of stuff with yeah. singing. uh kind of what gemini is doing but in a in a more we were in music school at the time so we were like super math metal like dorks you know what i mean so everything was like nine minute long songs and that kind of stuff yeah oh, i uh, get you yeah i've run the gamut from you know from from like singer songwriter kind of stuff uh like almost folky, but like Cunning Crows ish kind of kind of vibe. Yeah. So, so that, you know, eclectic. Kind of, I dig it, man. I love so you could do so. So Nordfest is in the in the horizon, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Nordfest. Let's I go, did. man. So I got you. So when you think about, man, it's it's you probably can't say one or two, but maybe even if it's a season of touring, man, everybody talks about some of those gigs that stand out to us. Like I have a buddy, uh, Mikey from a band called Islander. He's like, man, my favorite gig oh, yeah. was 20 people. He had 20 people and it was like they were all on stage with him, right? Everybody's got a different like thing that they remember that stands out. And some people say their hometowns, selling out studios, you know, stadiums or whatever. Is there maybe a gig or two in your career that's like, that's one of my benchmark ones, if you could, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it's hard to pick, honestly. There's been a, there's been a bunch. I've had a blessed experience over the years to do some really cool stuff. Uh, some of the ones that stand out are like playing. Uh, we did, uh, was it Rock Monkey Ruckus in Rockford, Illinois, um, back in the early days, and we were out on tour with Device, and I had been yeah. invited by David to sing with him every night, so that was huge for me, right? Growing up in Chicago, big disturbance. Yeah. He's he's one of the one of the greats, man. So I'm in more or less my hometown in Rockford, Illinois. It's about an hour from where I grew up. In front of you know thousands and thousands of people with uh, 
you know, standing on stage and David's got his arm around me and I'm singing his songs to all these people. So that was a moment. Same thing that goes for like, you know, I had uh, numerous occasions with LJ uh, and Seven Dust singing with them, uh, numerous occasions with Elias, numerous occasions with Waylon and Mushroom Head that were just like pinnacle moments, you know, um, Mm. that were, it was like, like dream status right this yeah. is the stuff that when i was a teenager imagining in my mirror in my 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 bedroom or whatever like someday i'm going to be on a stage in front of ten thousand people blah, blah, blah. yeah and then and then i was and i was doing it with my heroes that i was listening to when i was imagining that so it was a bunch of those i think i think uh to pick one specific show too we were out with uh the star set i want to say i think it was mm-hmm. the first show with them we played the metro in chicago okay like, okay I'd, I'd seen typo negative there i saw stabbing westward there i saw vast there I saw placebo there when i was a kid so that was like my favorite venue in chicago and then we played it and it was i don't know if it was sold out but it was packed and it was balcony was full and everything so walking out on the metro stage where i watched you know so many of my heroes play when i was a kid and it was like this is this is a ride yeah. or something <laughs> so, yeah so just the whole scene, and, and it's neat how you said it, and I'm not just saying this, man, because like I said, we, we've we been blessed to only interview people that we love, right? We interview the people that we are interested in. And when you when you talk about the dream and stuff, there is, you can say, man, with, with, with humble brag, if you will, you can hear some of, you have arrived, you're a vocalist just like Draymond. You can hear it, especially when you think about, like, uh, I hear it a lot in Stardust. You can hear that vocal powerhouse that you've got. I hear it so clearly. I'm like, okay, I can see what you mean. Like, But now you can say, along with David Draymond, obviously LJ, there's Aaron Nordstrom. And that's not being pandering, it's being factual. You have done a great service to the music industry, and it, it's got to feel good to know you have your place in, in, in music history, you know? So. Well, you know, it. do I know that I have my place in music history? I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Um, it's still, to me, it's still a grind, and I'm still... I'm still I love not it. nearly, I, I haven't done enough. I haven't, you know, I, I don't feel like, uh, I don't feel like we've reached enough people. I don't, you know, I think I, I love think it. There's a whole audience. We could still, we could still get in, get into the awareness of, so to say, but I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta interject one more quick story too. When we, oh, were, sure, yeah. when we were doing, this is another moment, but this wasn't a show, but this was a moment where that kind of happened. So we were doing Memento Mori with Kane and hell yeah, was doing their record with Kevin in the same building. So we were all hanging out pretty much every day, which was another awesome moment in time, right? And I remember Chad taking me in to listen to Love Falls. Okay. Uh, and not even the band had heard it yet. And so I'm sitting in Kevin's chair and I, just for the record, I love the Churcos. Like they are family to me and have been so influential in my life. So when you say the five finger death punch thing, like if there's, if there's any five finger influence, I love Ivan too, don't get me wrong. Right, right. It's probably from having Kevin and Kane do the first two records. Um, but I sat there and I listened to Love Falls and in Kevin's seat and and I cried listening to it because Chad was another he I learned how to scream at Mudvayne back in the day. Uh and I got done and I hugged him, I thanked him for you both for like letting me listen to this. Like Vinny hadn't even heard that song yet, you know. And Chad said something along the lines, he's like, just so you know, like you have the respect of all your peers in the industry. And I was going through a real dark time at, at that point. I was like on the tail end of my drinking, I hadn't quite put down the sauce yet and I was getting divorced and I was depressed and I was suicidal. Yeah. Uh, and he was there to kind of be like, Hey man, just so you know, we all like, we all got you. And that, that was a, I think wow. a pivotal, wow. pivotal time for me to, to kind of like, maybe I had it before that, but I didn't, I didn't recognize if I had it or not. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's validation of, yeah. You know, and it, I don't know. I, I, Cause we do a lot with athletes too. And it's like athletes will say whenever another athlete was like afraid to play me, that's what I knew. Right. Like, okay. With you, not mm-hmm. that they're afraid. It's like, it's a camaraderie, the brotherhood. Right. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that it's cool, man. How music is so, and music never, there is no age limit on music. It, like my daughter, it's neat. My daughter's 13. Now my oldest, my youngest is 12. And I am now passing on, like, for example, she likes now, she's a big fan of Conquistador. It's funny, like, to see she listens to that on repeat, like, in her room as I'm listening to, like, I, I love Lux, right? It's like, now you're passing on the musical stuff from, you're in this generation where we've got it, and now our kids are now, and we're still young. Like, you're still young, yeah. but you're passing it on to, we're That's setting crazy. these kids up and to go in the right direction of, like, their music, right? Hey, That's so. That's crazy. But influence is, is vast man and i guess i guess uh, the positive side of you write about real life you write about struggles but you also give everybody hope and that's what we always get, gravitate to especially now uh, in the world that needs more hope you write about dark heavy stuff but you also do it in a way where there's hope i love how you bring people together so yeah, tra- to. transition yeah man so transitioning to that question when you think about influences right maybe not so much from a you know like a, a song uh, like lyricist standpoint but maybe like overall frontmen has there been a couple total package people that have influenced you? You know, like I think of like a Bowie, for example, or maybe like a, a little bit of the Draymond, I guess, or maybe going back even the nineties, a little bit of like Jonathan Davis. Has there been some people that have like influenced you as the whole, the whole thing, if you will, excuse Peter me, St- Peter Steele. Yep. Yep. From type of negative Maynard, James Keenan from all of his bands. Got you. Uh, Chad, especially in his early mud vein days, man, like he, there was something he was a man possessed back in those yeah. days. Uh, Cameron Heacock from American Head Charge back in the day. Okay, I really okay. I spent I spent a summer with him. I, I really love that guy. Um, and he was a big influence in my my early Gemini days. I love that. Um, with with Maynard and and Peter in particular, there is a certain I don't care what you think about me mentality that I have always struggled to have. I don't have that naturally. I do care what you think. I got made fun of a bunch as a kid, and I always wanted to fit in. I stick out. So there was always this need to like belong, right? And now I find myself uh, back to where I was as like a child, child, like five years old, where I I don't even care what you what anybody thinks because it doesn't because it's really not important, right? If you, right. If you think that I look a certain way or not, like if I'm cool with me, then the right. chances of you being cool with me are greatly improved because I'm already cool in my own right. Life, right. I'm already okay. Uh, so that's been a learned behavior. And those guys, those guys inspired that. And, and, and David is fearless too. All those guys that I named are like fearless on stage. Mike Patton's another great one. Freddie Mercury's another one. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, he's the goat. From right. Going back right. into history, if you're going to talk about the Bowies and and those and, the, and mm-hmm. that era of people, for me, it's it's Freddie. He was just yeah. Like, just, so. just, just do what you love and, and be you, right? I love that. Yeah. And we were talking to Chris. You probably you might know Chris Nix from Jonathan Davis's camp, and he was like. Man, if you make music that you love, whatever it is, it could be like jazz, it could be fusion hip hop, it could be metal. If you do what you like, people are going to gravitate towards it as long as you're you. I like what you said about that too. You make what you love, somebody's going to love it out there, you know. So you know, you know what's that. funny about that is in the, in the, in this most recent record that we're in the process of releasing with like Conquistador and stuff, there was there was definitely this this experience for me and for the band. I would say that from Lux to Memento to Third Degree those all three of those were done on labels they were all done on major labels and they all had you know those people involved with it and after after lux came out there was i think a bunch of people in the in the camp in warner that didn't believe in the record and then stardust did really well 
And that was a surprise to a lot of people, I think. And so then mm -hmm. everybody, of course, in the music industry was like, you got to do another Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't want to do that, but we, you know, then we wrote, remember we die. Like you, you always right. go in with this intent to like write something that's accessible to as many people as possible. And those, cause you got to play that game. Like you ask anybody yeah. who's made a label or made a record on a major label, that's a game you got to play. And so then we did remember we die and that did, that did really well too. Uh, and then, and then it was after that, it was like, well, we need another one of those. And we're like, we don't want to do another <laughs> one of those. So then there's a die with me, right? And then this, yeah. this record comes around. They're like, we need another die with me. Oh, I'm going to pull my hair out. So we didn't do that on any songs on this album. We, we purposely just wrote stuff we thought was cool. And if they don't like love it, it, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm definitely hearing. Uh, I love the aggression. Like it's it's heavy. I dig it. Kangisa yeah. is heavy. So I'm yeah. I'm looking. I, I love it. I, I'm a big fan of like let's get let's be what we want. I love that you're like you said going for what you want to go after. You you said something about doing some folk stuff. You we go. You could go whole left hook and throw some folk in there too. Some folk rock. People love it. You know. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's if, next. You've, if you've ever seen the uh, like the acoustic VIP show we do after our, yeah. after our live gigs, right? So that's all, I wouldn't call it folk, but it's definitely stepping our foot into that kind of territory. Okay. Uh, I do, I do, I've done a couple live stream shows from the house now this year. I did one in October and one in December. And I was doing like Jeff Buckley and Elliot Smith songs and that kind of stuff. So I have my, my intent for this year is to not only do new Wyote music, do new Gemini music, but I want to start doing a lot more on my own here, some electronic stuff some singer-songwriter stuff. I've got a, a friend of mine named Steve Etling I went to uh, MI with 20 years ago that we started reconnecting and he has been getting out and performing and doing some, he's getting some cover gigs at like, you know, smaller, like like quiet vibe kind of places. And I, I encouraged him to start playing his originals and they've gone over really well. So he's got one of those that I want to produce and we're going to release. So I'm going to start actually releasing like folk singer-songwriter kind of Love stuff it. in the future here. I was, I was going to ask you, man, especially because I know it's been, like you said, a kind of a, a hiatus, I think. Is that correct? But you're getting back into it or it's the record. I, it, what do you mean? Are we are we still looking for stuff? Maybe 24 for Wyote is what I'm saying. Or is there some space? Oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. Wyote, Wyote, the only reason, the only hiatus we take for Wyote is because Mikey and I live here. Gotcha. Uh, we, okay. It's, just, gotcha. it's expensive to fly us over there. It's expensive to take off work for the couple weeks that we got to be there. That's why that's why that bad and is more. It's different for its challenge. Understood. Got you. Understood. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Got you. Well, well look for it. Mikey's coming out in February to start working with Chris Collier, starting doing probably like three or four new songs. I don't think we're going to do a full record in one one pass. You know what I mean? I yeah. Think we're gonna do a few few singles and then go that that route with it. I can't wait, man. Like I said, anything anything you're singing on, it just or playing on, just turns to gold. So I'm looking forward to it. Maybe maybe what I'm even hearing is there's going to be like a with your acoustic sets, you might have our modern day jar of flies coming up soon. It sounds like with well, your collection of stuff. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah. want to have an acoustic Gemini album, uh, and I'm definitely talked to the Wyote guys about maybe reimagining the Wyote stuff also in kind of an acoustic piano guitar setting. Nice. I really nice. love it. There's a band called the Contortionist. I saw do that a few years back, and they inspired me to to try to transfer this stuff to piano they, the way they did it is a, a record called language and they do it language rediscovered and it's just brilliant to take this like super super heavy prog metal and then they really flex their like musician muscles right they're like switching guitars in the middle of the performance and like oh i need this particular acoustic it's just it's just incredible to watch and listen to and so i wanted to be able to because i love all of it man i'm not yeah i'm a metalhead and i have been for 
many, many, many moons, but metal kid. And I also cried when I saw Counting Crows in my teens. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, music. Yeah. Yeah, all of it. I don't care what it is. I love, I love gangster rap. I love chopper rap. I love trap music. <laughs> if, if, it, if it makes you feel something, I always say my, my motto, man, with music, whatever, whoever, whoever it is, if you make it yourself or at least take part in it, that's my yeah. thing. Then it's cool. I respect it. If you're making it yourself, yeah. I'm not as ha- I'm not as hot on somebody like singing somebody else's music. That's karaoke. But if you're making your own stuff, that's cool. Yeah. I'll dig it, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, so it, it, I could, I could literally just listen to you talk about being a studio music for hours, man. But to respect your time, I want to transition to something that's going to make you laugh uh, even more. We have a benchmark segment every, every episode, all 250 have had it. Um, and this one is the same. Our fans from around the world, from like Finland to Fiji, they give us questions. And it's called rapid fire. This is yep. totally cool. It's five ones out. Here's the thing. There's no wrong answer. Even though Dane couldn't make it, I sent him the question set and we have already bet on what we think you're going to say. So <laughs> the, the loser, yeah, man. So the loser gets lunch provided by the winner. So if I'm All closer right. in what I think you're, it's almost like a DraftKings type thing or like a, we're betting on the spread. Okay. So I when I give you these questions, it. you go with what you feel like. There's no wrong answer. You pick from the heart. Okay. Oh, I got a so, do I got a time limit? Do I got to rapid fire off like as soon as you answer? The no, I mean question? you know w- within reason we call it rapid fire because it's like hey just pick one of the two. You can think about it and then we'll we'll add in the little segments and post edit. <laughs> so first question: There's a lot of uh, especially in the past 15, 20 years. There's a lot of themes of like uh, like hydrogen rock and roll and wrestling. It seems like it's gone together a lot more these days. Think about bands like Rev Theory a little bit with Disciple, even a little bit of Five Finger and different bands. So. You get called up. They say, Aaron, we want you to be a part of WrestleMania 50. I think it's coming up or something. We want you to do a tag team match. We're going to invite you to be a wrestler and just on the spot, rock stars. And you can pick your tag team partner to go against The Rock and Bret Hart. You can pick Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold to be your tag team partner to go against these two. Who are you taking? Okay, who am I going against? You're going against the rock and bret hart that's your that's your opponents okay and you can I- you can take you can take hulk hogan or stone cold as your tag team partner i think i gotta go hulk hogan let's go i had you i really did dude i had you dane had picked stone cold because of more of the metal because just more of the metal thing stone cold comes out kind of metal but i was like i had yeah. you dude so what was your, what was your reasoning what was your logic my, my, my logic for Hulk Hogan is because when he walks out playing I'm a Real American, he's just jamming to the guitar. It's like, I can just see you like carrying the guitar as you're walking out behind him, just kind of doing your thing, you know? That's, that's what I thought. So. I'm, a ch- I'm a child of the 80s, man. So like, Let's go. I, you know, I remember all that stuff from being a kid. I love it. I love it, man. And so again, this the second one, I this is a, I love this one because our fans and your fans also know that you're a student in music and you love all music. We know that about you. So you get called up. We're going to transport you back in time because time doesn't exist in this segment. And you can be a part of writing a concept album with one of these two legends. You can just sit down and write an album with them. You can write an album with Bob Marley or you can write an album with Stevie Wonder. Both legends and great, but on the spot, which one you go with? Let's go. Let's go. I had you for that. I really did, man. He wondered there's that. He was uh, of, of prodigies. Like he was yeah. a prodigy in the prodigies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely, was, man. He was the 1% of the 1%. Like, yeah. Just unbelievable. Absolutely. One of the things, uh, so next one. So I, I'm with you. I, 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 I had you for that. They're both great. I just I had you for the singer-songwriter, piano side. That's what I thought too. So next one, you get to do a, uh, you and the boys, um, you get to do a, a musical I guess it's a soundtrack, I guess you'd say, for upcoming action. A lot of your stuff could lend itself to action and high thematic things, right? So these two movie franchises are making a movie presentation. 
um, God of War's coming out, and so is Gears of War. They're both great video game franchises. They're going to make a movie, so you can be a part of making the entire uh, soundtrack for the movie. Which one are you going with? Mm, so I'm not a, I'm not really tapped into the video game world. Just okay. I'm okay. Visually impaired, it's hard for me to keep up with them anymore. Uh, okay. So I'd, I'd have to go based off of the names of. The, I'm familiar with those games, but I've never played either of them. So I'd have to go with God of War. Let's go. I'm going three for three. Dane is striking out, dude. He is one for <laughs> Sorry, three. Dane. So thank, thanks, Dane. Sorry, buddy. I got you, man. That's okay, man. I, I, want, I want my lunch door dash, Dane. Let's go. So it's all good. So I, you mentioned this a little bit. So going back to the '90s, we're gonna we're transporting through time here. So we're going back to the ninth, the hook for one of these two legendary '90s rappers. They're both great. Love them. We want you to drop the hook um, for their feature. You can be the one in the reimagined This Is How We Do It by Montel. You can sing the chorus, or you can drop the hook for Ice Ice Baby from No Ice. Montel, both great. Which which hook are you wanting to drop? They're both great, both 90s epics, but which one are you going with? <laughs> That's a, well, I was really excited about this one because I was thinking <laughs> we get like I was thinking we were gonna get like like Dr. Dre yeah. versus but no, I got these three two. three you loot, man. <laughs> we really did. So it, so if I'm if if I'm being real here in front of the people, which I strive to be, I had posters of vanilla ice on my wall. Let's go, when dude. I, when I was in elementary school. So he's so cool, man. You know, with the big with the streak, and, remember it? <laughs> yeah. So my my buddy Seven, who he he plays drums for the band Channel Zero in Belgium, which is Mikey Doling's other band over there. And Seven played for he was an opiate for the masses. And one of the one of the gigs he did was Vanilla Ice and his rock band. So there's like even seven degrees of separation there. I do like the other tune better. And yeah. I think I would kill it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, you know, maybe if I had to pick this, if I'm picking it based on song, I'm going with that one. Let's go. That's what, yeah. So you're going with Montel, right? Correctly, right? I, that's what I had you for because I can just hear you singing it and like kind of dropping some heavy riffs to it. And... I, I do sing that all the time, too. Let's go. <laughs> hey, and, and it's a thing, dude. Some there's a lot of, lot of, lot of rockers are now re envisioning some of the classics. Tyler from Theory just dropped just the two of us. You might be able to do it, dude. Take a Montel song and put it on the record. I'm just saying, bro. No. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So last one, man. So um, we're going back. And we're transporting in time. These are all a bunch of time travel questions tonight. So last one. Travel. Yeah. So we're going back to the 80s. Um, you with uh, the musical body of work that you have now. They kind of just want to take you with your various bands. And they want you to go headline for one of these two 80s acts. Okay. So check this out. Two totally different ends of the spectrum. They want you to co-headline. You can co-headline with Depeche Mode or you can co-headline with Iron Maiden. Let's go. I had you, man. I really, really did, man. So I'm five for five tonight. I appreciate and you, you. And you. And you know those were those were fire. Those were with yeah. the hardest one was vanilla ice. Yeah. That was the hardest one. The rest of them were pretty easy. I think that the songwriter, again, they're both we, we always say we love all the, the choices and all that, but I'm with you too. I, I think that would be a heck of a dual headliner thing you and Depeche Mode let's let's make that happen guys if you're listening out there let's make that happen no, well, and and just for just just knowing my band right in my yeah. bands now it would be different too if we if we, I, I based all of these answers off of my situation with Gemini syndrome I would have Gemini open for Depeche Mode but I would have Wyote open for Iron Maiden okay fair enough fair enough I think I think the guys in Wyote are more influenced by by Iron Maiden than they are Dep- and I know that the guys in Gemini are more influenced by Depeche Mode than they are by Iron Maiden so I think that so, the way that that filters down through the creation process that would meld better over there and this one would meld better over there isn't that cool how you like you just said though you have your your your, your puppet strings are in such a vast 
world of music. It's cool, man. So love it, dude. Love it. So, man, thank you for doing that. This whole segment, hopefully in interviews you've had in media, that's a little different. You haven't had that before. So love it, dude. Love it. So final segment in respect for your time, man. There's a thing we do every episode called Open Mic. And what this is designed to do, the reason we started doing this, our love for athletics, our our respect for female athletes, and just equality across the world in all things. We're always trying to pick uh, our athletes and our artists brains about how you got the guts to do what you do right whether it's music whether it's acting whether it's uh, athleticism doing what you do so if you were to go back maybe and tell your beginning self or those younger kids that are listening maybe a little hey a little piece of advice what's some open mic advice you give them you know you know i've been i've been in the in the in the game so they say professionally almost 20 years now and I've been I've been performing for the better part of thirty you know, over thirty years. I mean, since I was a child. And as a kid, one thing I always knew, I I've always had a, a grasp on my my capabilities musically. I've always known and been confident musically because I'm because I put the time in. Mm-hmm. Right? I I would say that I definitely have a natural kind of. Uh, gift or whatever for it like i'm i'm attuned to play music but and it came easy but i still had to put the time in and when i got good i knew i was good what i was not so good at was judging how other people were perceiving me and Mm. i think the biggest hindrance in my life has been self-doubt the entire time if i could go back to my my teenage self or maybe even my preteen self and just find a way to tell that kid that he was cool. He was going to be cool. And just to like, to, to encourage, to get through whatever nonsense seemed so important at the time. Mm. Right. It always like, dude, I was, I mean, I was a very like depressed human being for most of my existence. I was suicidal so many times in my life and like, just didn't want to be here. Didn't felt I want, I was wanted here. Didn't felt like it didn't feel like I belonged here or anywhere on this place. Uh, and that none of that was true. Right. I, I, there's no point in my life that I was alone. I always had people who cared very deeply about me. And some of those people are still in my life now, you know, all these years later, but that aren't immediate family. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. the relationships I've made in, in my, my musical journey with bands alike and fans and, and suits and all all the like like i've met some wonderful people along with great people and i feel like because of my own self-doubt my own timidity my own fear i probably not wasted but missed some opportunities to have cooler can even deeper connections than i already do so I, it's not that I would necessarily change anything about my path that's led me here, and I'm pretty happy with where I'm sitting. But I feel like my my experience could have been better if I could have convinced myself that I was okay mm-hmm. long before I really got okay. Man, that's that's powerful, man. And it, I'm I'm so sorry that you had to go. Uh, you're, you're what you've done. You're, you're now able to help heal others. And I I, I will stand by this all day I die. Music is a healing agent, right? But it comes from people that have been through real life stuff, and you've gone through some journeys, man. And now that kid that maybe is not sure how to fit in, he can listen or hear him or her can listen to what you've had to go through as you're pouring that and you're helping others heal. That's powerful, man. You know. So um, it, I'm. It, I'm 
it's what keeps it's what keeps me doing it to be honest with you like I, that's been a really uh, prominent thing in my awareness recently especially in this last tour i think because there were some struggles we dealt with and it was it's just there was a lot of a lot of challenges and i i could still see and experience and hear stories from people about like the the positive impact that that mm -hmm. our music has even even currently on their lives right and it really did kind of put it in perspective that i've i've I'm on the other end now, right? I'm, I I read a lot of religious scripture from all yeah. over the world. Uh, I'm gonna mm -hmm. quote I'm gonna quote one of the one of the lines from Jesus that I love. It says, "Where I am, you also may be," mm -hmm. right? And like that's that's if 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 in the stories, if in the ancient traditions, this the savior of all those traditions was always an exemplar. It was always like there to guide humanity to mm -hmm. act a certain way so that we can learn the things that they learned. It wasn't to like necessarily bow down in, in homage, but like they're the exemplar. So if I can, if I can get that into my own behavior, right, yeah, you can too. Right. The proverbial you can. Right. And I ended up now in this place, like you said, like I can offer some hope and some healing and I do talk about, we talk about real stuff. We talk about real hard experiences, but in all of those, the only reason I'm here to even tell you about them and write songs about them is because I made it through. And that's what I always try to draw it back to the point of the song, right? The point is always that there's a way out. There's a way through, there's a way to, to traverse and evolve and grow and, and find some semblance of happiness. And that really comes from knowing yourself. And mm -hmm. that, that internal work is really the, the the way that you get there. That I got there anyway, I should say. I love that, man. We we uh one of my one of my dear friends says music is expressing feelings in a language. It's a language. It's the way you express how you feel. And again, I'm grateful that you're have now pushed through it on the other side. And look at now you can in that seasoned, if you will, like said, 20 years in the game doing successful. That's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of struggles, man. 17 years this March will 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 mark my first tour I ever did. That's amazing, man. And you're still going strong, man. So I just thankfully now, as you as I, I hear even some of the artists from the 90s and early 2000s, like we're writing about different things we did back then, but now we're progressing and evolving. So it's good. It's just good to see you, man. I, all the success you've got, well deserved. We love it. We're so happy for you, man. So appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. So I, 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 again, thank you for being so gracious. I could talk for hours, but out of respect for I your time, too. I would I say too, man. I'm not hurting, so. <laughs> I love it, man. Out of respect for you, we always say our guests, um, our our fans and our guests and our guests usually about 30, 45 minutes will kind of, okay, it's time to check out. So we'll say for yeah, part no, two, we'll it. bring it back. We'll bring it back for it. part two. So I would ask it in the future, man, as you maybe drop some more stuff, whether it be with seminar, of course, reality, or any, even your side stuff, man, we'd love to have you back to kind of explore that and make it a recurring thing. So um, we, we love kind of catching up. So let it be known, Dane again sends his love and the fans out there. And my personal thank you for making a bucket list yeah. item. You, Corey, Marcos, um, and those are some of those bucket list ones. I have to tell you the story too because you said it real quick. So you're talking about kind of just getting through it on the other side. So I'll leave you with I'll leave you with the story. One of our buddies from this band you may know called Disciple was talking about we 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 have been enamored with this story. Um, there's, there's a guy that came to one of their shows. He was talking about how he didn't feel like he could make it. He was going to end it all. He's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. He's like, I'm just going to put some music on and you know, it's going to happen. So he's listening to this track by this band and, and a song hit him. He's like, you know what? Maybe I'll go 
check into rehab, do different things, right? So one thing leads to another. He recovers. He gets better. He goes to the show and hands this guy at the bully. He goes, hey, this is what I was going to use to end all. He makes him a necklace. Here you go. I want you to have it because I'm in a better place now because of your music. So I'm just saying, man, just yeah. music is powerful. Yeah. It's it, just a story, man. So what you're doing, there's no telling what kids you've reached out to because you make you make a lot of positive stuff, man. So just thank you on behalf of my family, my daughters, um, all this, this, this thing that you're doing with music is it doesn't get old. Just, just keep on rocking, man. I can't, I can't say enough. Thank you. So, man, you're yeah. so welcome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Of course, brother. Well, yeah, man. Start, start, start the timing. Right. Yes, sir. So start the year off. Right, man. We'll make it a recurring thing. Mr. Nordstrom, Aaron, thank you for your time. And, yeah. and we'll anytime, be anytime. I will, I will, I will take you up on that. We'll be in touch. Okay. So Sounds good. All right. take care, brother. You're welcome to drop off guys. So that's Aaron, man. I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, I told you the, one of the kindest guys in rock and roll. Um, if you, if you haven't been to a rock show lately, guys, I encourage you. I don't know if there's maybe some misconceptions about rock, but rock's one of the most family oriented things you're going to be a part of. Uh, they're like, Oh, it's, it's heavier. It's screamier, this and that. I don't know of any other platform besides music, especially rock, all music, but rock where you can get together, kind of air out your problems, even if it's in the mosh pit, and then everybody has a hug and goes to IHOP afterward. It's great. So uh, Aaron's just one of those guys where I'm telling you um, what you see is what you get. An amazing gentleman of the of the industry, lyrical powerhouse, great vocalist, great musician, and just an all-around genuine human being. So if you guys aren't jamming, again, Conquistador just dropped. They're working on some new stuff. Make sure you give them a follow. We'll throw the uh, links to Spotify in the comments. But don't um, don't give up uh, whatever it is that you're following these days, as Aaron would say, and it, more eloquently, um, there is someone out there with you, and uh, there's there's always hope. So, on behalf of Dane and I, don't forget as always that we love you, and thank you for listening.